You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new and it's streaming now on Hulu. Whether you're making the same breakfast that you have every day or baking a cake for an extra special day, Eggs are a staple in our diets. Eggland's best eggs are nutritionally superior to ordinary eggs, containing more vitamins and 25% less saturated fat. Not only are they better for you, but Eggland's best eggs taste better too. There's a reason that they're America's number one eggs. Visit egglandsbest.com for additional information and delicious recipes. Hey, this is TV I Say with Ashley Ray, your go-to podcast for discovering what to watch on TV and getting behind-the-scenes insight from the people who make the shows you love. We have an amazing guest today. You know him from TV shows like Scrubs and Alex Inc. I'm talking about Zach Braff. We talk about the TV he grew up watching and his recent stints directing episodes of Ted Lasso and Shrinking. And we're even breaking a TV club rule so that he can talk about a movie that he made that has, I don't know, some big deal people in it like Florence Pugh and Morgan Freeman. So, you know, that's a pretty big deal. But first, it was a huge, huge TV weekend. You know what I'm talking about, y'all. Not only did we have Secession back, we also had Yellow Jackets come back. And on top of all of that, little cherry on top, love is blind. So much TV. Who even remembers Swarm anymore with all the TV that we're watching now, okay? (laughs) Obviously, no spoilers. Where to even begin? We started with Yellow Jackets. Absolutely loved this season two premiere. Got us right back where we left off. It's so clear they understood what worked about the first season and what made the show so funny. I don't have any theories. If you have theories, hit us up. Speakpipe.com slash TV, I say. Share your theories because I don't know what these girls are going to (laughs) do. Yeah, there's all these people guessing things like some of the girls are figments of an imagination. I don't know. I'm down to hear all of it, though. And then after that, Love is Blind. We got five beautiful episodes of what I think is the wildest season of Love is Blind yet. (laughs) For a few reasons. They have finally allowed ugly people on the show. They're all still skinny, but they have finally allowed ugly people. They have also allowed people who are just ugly on the inside. They're some of the meanest people. (laughs) Obviously, I'm talking about Irina and Micah, who, if you're watching, pure villains. It is so nice to see female villains on this show for once. (laughs) So do I think any of these couples will make it? I'm really rooting for Brett and Tiffany. They're the only pair that made any sense to me. But I'm going to watch every moment. And it also seems like they have realized the love is blind formula has gotten stale where people are kind of forced to stay together during the honeymoon. And now they're letting people kind of like go back 
to the pods and be like, I made a mistake. I want to be with you. So that was pretty exciting. We also had so many finales. We had Shrinking, Dear Edward, Hello Tomorrow, all shows I love. We also have Grand Crew, which has been killing it in its second season, even though NBC moved it to Friday nights. That's how good the show is. People are still like, wow, this is amazing on a Saturday. I said it on Twitter, but you gotta watch Grand Crew. Grand Crew is basically like black happy endings, and I know you all love happy endings, so there you go. So hey, that is what I watched this week. We were so starved, right? And then all the shows come back. You know what? I didn't get into Secession. That premiere everything we all wanted, right? It is so clear that Logan misses Roman so much when he was just like, it's dry in here. Nobody makes jokes. And it's like, you miss your Roman boy. You miss Romy Roy. <laughs> like, and so I, I loved that. Everything was Shiv and Tom. Absolutely perfect. Broke my heart. Shiv, uh, to me, it was a Shiv episode because she just was the emotional center uh, throughout. You know, you see her disappointment in the beginning with the hundred, which is one of my favorite media jokes ever made now. But yeah, I loved Secession. Come on, so many good lines. That was my sister saying it would be easier to understand you if you took our dad's dick out your mouth. That is a classic line. <laughs> I'm going to get into more TV with Zach. So hey, coming up after this break, why don't you stick around and listen to my chat with Zach Braff. You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new and it's streaming now on Hulu. Whether you're making the same breakfast that you have every day or baking a cake for an extra special day, eggs are a staple in our diets. Eggland's best eggs are nutritionally superior to ordinary eggs, containing more vitamins and 25% less saturated fat. Not only are they better for you, but Eggland's best eggs taste better too. There's a reason that they're America's number one eggs. Visit egglandsbest.com for additional information and delicious recipes. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I love talking about TV and movies. So uh, this is the perfect podcast for me to be on. I'm so excited to have you here. I've been a fan since Scrubs, a show that has lasted the test of time. I just had my 21-year-old brother stay with me and I was watching an old episode of Scrubs and he stopped and was just like, what is this? He was like, I didn't know TV could be like this. This show is clever. That's so sweet. Yeah, it is. It is one of those shows that just keeps on going and going and going and new generations find it. You know, that's so rare that that happens, that, that something can have the kind of legs that Scrubs had. I think that's a testament to, to obviously the cast, the crew behind the show, and all of the crew and cast recent TV success point to that with the kind of slow burning Scrubs reunion that we're getting was shrinking in Ted Lasso. <laughs> it's like a simmering yeah. Scrubs reunion. Like it's kind of getting there. <laughs> Bill Lawrence and I, have, uh, who created Scrubs, we just have a, a great friendship and and really um, just so many years of collaboration. I think it's been 20, uh, at least 23 years or something. We we just, uh, we click. We, we have the same taste. And so that's how I got Scrubs. That's how he asked me to direct Lasso and, and now Shrinking. And it's just it's a wonderful thing when you find people that you can collaborate with and you know you're going to be on the same page. You know that you're going to, you know, you're going to 
dovetail perfectly because the opposite has happened to anyone who's worked in this town long enough and it's it's horrible so when you find like your posse your people that you can like that you get each other it's so invaluable and personally i love what you you both do for the medium of tv uh particularly with shrinking you have harrison ford who people would say what's he doing in a tv show or you know they were kind of shocked to see him in this show what was it like directing him particularly in this kind of funny episode where he's like playing with a peacock yeah i was really nervous obviously i mean he's just an intimidating guy and he's a bit gruff but I know from experience, because I've directed a couple of old legends, uh, um, Michael Caine, Morgan Freeman, Alan Arkin, um, Harrison Ford. Uh, I acted with Christopher Walken. I acted with De Niro. So I, I, I've i had some really uh, lucky to be have experiences with some, some legends. And, you know, one thing I know is that they don't want you to be intimidated. If you're shaking in the corner, then it's all game over. They want you to to know what you're doing. And and once you show that you're confident and that you have a point of view, then they trust you if you're good at it. And so I knew that I just had to show him I knew what I was doing because I, I do know what I'm doing. I've been, I've been doing it a long time. And um, I certainly know how to interpret what Bill wants, what you know, what the showrunner is looking for. So uh, I won him over. Um, and then once he liked me, it was amazing because then he started learning my name. And when he says my name, I, I get really giddy. <laughs> I think, that, yeah, that, that's the test right there. If he knows your name and learns it, I, I think that means yeah. you did a great job. And I love that episode, Boop, uh, TV Club. If you haven't gone to watch it, catch up. As of the time this is out, the whole season will be out. So you can go enjoy all of Shrinking. And Ted Lasso is currently airing. Did you do any work on this current season? No, only thing in Lasso I directed, um, well, I don't want to say only to minimize it. It was a, it was a really pivotal episode, yeah. but it was the second episode of season one, which was the one about the biscuits. biscuits. That, that was- I, I wanted to talk about it because it is, I think, one of those episodes where Ted is at that brink of being so annoying and unlikable. And you're just like, which way is this character going to go? And that's when you feel how lovable he is and how he wins people over and he's going to put that fight into it. What was it like working on that episode? Well, it was really cool because, you know, in, in episode two of season one, you're really helping set up the tone of the show, whereas the pilot of Lasso was very funny. I feel like episode two showed that the show was also going to have heart. So it was great. You know, there was a whole subplot of, of Higgins trying to find where the biscuits were coming from. They got put on the cutting room floor. But um, it, it, it was a blast. I, I mean, we, you know, it's the ultimate. There's, I, and It's the ultimate example of having no idea it was going to become what it became we just thought we were making a funny tv show we had no idea it would become this like global phenomenon i mean it's an ice cream flavor now literally my episode i I don't think i'll ever make anything again in my life that that becomes an ice cream flavor yeah and it's also very very good i want to say i got to try it you tried the oh i tried the biscuit ice cream cream. it's really good it it's so buttery it's so hey if you could yeah i don't know if there's going to be an a good person ice cream player uh flavor for my new movie but you know i can't think of a flavor i did one came to mind and i was like very inappropriate like you know opioid but that's not appropriate and very depressing Be salty salty tears tears, a pretzel (laughs) flavor there we go there we go but i think yes obviously you have this ability to just imbue so much heart and just just connection to characters who who may not always be understood right you know at the outset and i think that is what i got from a good person what was it like to write this direct it what was that journey like when did you kind of know okay this is what i want to move forward with this is the next project well it was during lockdown that i actually just sat down to finally write something you know those of us who write, write we're definitely out of excuses during lockdown there was there was no choice 
And I had experienced a lot of loss in my life. I lost my, in the last four years, I lost my father and my sister. And then during COVID, I lost my best friend to COVID. So I was just surrounded by um, grief and uh, the desire to figure out how to stand up again after grief. And I was dating uh, Florence at the time. So I wanted to write something for her. And this is kind of, I was sort of the genesis of it. I, I began writing a story about standing up again after grief. How did Morgan Freeman get involved? Obviously, their relationship is so pivotal. Well, I always imagined it would be Florence opposite some older legend. That's just what I pictured in my mind. And um, I never thought it would be Morgan Freeman, though, because he, he, he doesn't, I don't think he hardly ever does little indies and definitely doesn't, you know, attach himself to scripts that don't have financing yet, because that's where we were at. It was, just, it was just a script and there was me and Florence. And but I did know him and I thought, you know what, it can't hurt to try. So I sent it to him and I thought, oh, gosh. I'm going to wait three weeks now, and then it's going to be a no for all these reasons. And the phone rang the next day, and Florence and I were in my living room, and she held up the phone, and my iPhone said Morgan Freeman across the front of it. <laughs> and I picked it up, and he didn't even say hello. I go, I go, hi, Morgan. And he goes, I see myself on every page of wow. the script. And I was like, does that mean yes? <laughs> and he said, yes, that means yes. <laughs> Wouldn't it be crazy if he was just calling to say, I just want you to know, love it, see myself in it. But no, it, no. It, it, trust me, I've experienced yeah. that too. I've definitely in my life experienced, oh my God, I love this so much, but I don't want to do it. So that was great. I mean, and that then it became such a cooler movie than I'd even written because it was, well, first of all, the man is the patriarch of one of the families. He could have been any race. I didn't write it specifically for anyone. But when, when it became an African-American man, it made half the cast African-American, which made the story even more interesting. I thought that it was the, about these two families and the relationship between a couple that that's separated by grief. And then just, of course, you know, I, I think he's one of the finest actors ever, but also hasn't gone there in a while. Like no one's pushed him to go to this level of drama as heartbreakingly as he does in this movie. And I think he trusted me because we had had this, you know, relationship working on going in style, a, a heist comedy. So he he let me really yeah. push him to be as wonderful as he is in this. I love the way that that race interacts in the movie. Uh, I do feel like it interacts in a way that that just reminds me of of your past work and of sort of the the Bill Lawrence style of comedy and and drama where people are diverse and the cast are diverse and it's not about the race, but it is, but you know, that's an active part about the personalities of these characters, but it's sort of these natural intrinsic friendships that you see grow and build between people who it's like, yeah, that's a black person, white person and they're friends, you know, and obviously like, and real. And by the way, I, yeah. said, I said to every member of the African, you know, when it became an African-American family, I said to every single one of those actors, if, if I, you know, obviously don't know the African-American experience, if anything rings untrue to you, please tell me, please change it. You know, I want this to be authentic. I, as Greg Berlani once said to me, he goes, I'm just one guy in a room writing, you know, I, I want your input. I want it to be authentic. And there were times where Morgan, you know, obviously changed stuff to be more in his voice. And um, everybody did little tweaks. I wanted, you know, little tweaks here and there to make it more in their voice. Nichelle Hines, who has a small part in the beginning of the movie, is a wonderful, wonderful actress. And, and you know, she, I needed her to be incredibly charming and delightful just in two scenes because the movie's really about her. 
And she so beautifully made that part her own and 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 riffed. And yeah, I mean, I don't know what to say other than um, something really special came out of, uh, of those performances. I think it's wonderful. If you haven't seen it, go watch it. I will be honest. I don't know where people even go watch movies these days in a theater. Is it streaming? Uh, <laughs> they did not put it in my notes. <laughs> it's in theaters now. And uh, I just feel very blessed and lucky that MGM is actually releasing this in theaters. So many films are, are, are more and more just going to streaming and not getting a theatrical release. But I think there's something very magical about the theatrical experience. This is a movie that should be shared it with other people in a, in a room uh you know on a big screen I, I i think it's i think it's worth it i love movies i do you heard it here first tv club i like movies i'm admitting it <laughs> we're gonna take a quick break and when we come back we're gonna dig a little bit more into what tv shows you're watching now and what things you like to binge and what inspires you in your process You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new and it's streaming now on Hulu. Whether you're making the same breakfast that you have every day or baking a cake for an extra special day, eggs are a staple in our diets. Eggland's best eggs are nutritionally superior to ordinary eggs, containing more vitamins and 25% less saturated fat. Not only are they better for you, but Eggland's best eggs taste better too. There's a reason that they're America's number one eggs. Visit egglandsbest.com for additional information and delicious recipes. And we're back with my guest, Zach Braff. Thank you so much. I'm so excited that I got to see this film. Again, I think there are so many wonderful parallels between, you know, what we've seen you do on on Shrinking and Ted Lasso in this film and just your ability to bind that heart and that just level of grief and sadness that, that again, I loved in your episode of Shrinking. I'm really curious, you know, what TV shows, what were you growing up watching? What kind of made you fall in love with, with the sitcom and with television? Well, the first thing I remember loving was Gilligan's Island. Um, that I, That's when I really think I remember I discovered comedy. You know, I, I just remember I was so young, I couldn't tell time. But I remember my mom gauging time for me by explaining how long it would be in terms of episodes of Gilligan's Island. <laughs> so she'd be, I'd be like, how long is this drive? And she'd be like, it's going to be three Gilligan's Island episodes. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's when you really know you love TV when you're like, oh, I get it. Yeah, like 30 minutes. Got it. Got it. <laughs> yeah. You know, a kid doesn't have a sense of what 30 minutes is until, you know, a, but but a beloved uh, sitcom they did. And, you know, I watched uh, Cheers and um, Cheers was a very important show to me. Uh, Facts of Life. I'm trying to think of the other ones I loved. Uh, Family Ties. Good Times. What's Happening. These were all shows I, that were like really important. Um, Brady Bunch, too, obviously. And then I really discovered Three's Company. That was John Ritter for me was really, really important. Like I, the way that John Ritter did physical comedy made me 
go, I want to do that. I want to learn how to make people laugh just by falling over a couch. I mean, he was, he was chaplain for me. I, I, you know, and I would watch in syndication every single night I would watch Dre's company and just barely laugh. I just thought he was, a, and I was lucky enough in scrubs. He eventually played my father, yeah. um, an episode. And then on the, on the other side of things, I remember loving a team and, um, a night rider. Those, those were like, you know, this sort of our action shows. I, I, I liked a lot. I mean, I would say to me, that's like one of those golden eras of TV to grow up in, you know? <laughs> Like I got to watch a lot of those shows in syndication and I'm just like, good times, all of it. It's to see so much diversity and creativity in TV and just funny people, you know. Yeah. And we grew up, you know, what's happening was a, was a show about that. We knew nothing about the experience of, of the kids that were growing up on the show, what's happening, but they were in our living room and we, and they were hysterical. Yeah. And we were laughing our butts off and it was so great for, you know, a white suburban kid to be laughing with these you know black teenagers living just above the poverty line and uh i I thought that was really i'm so glad i was exposed to it because i i it was one of my favorite shows as a child yeah and it's something like everyone was watching you know my older siblings watched it it's it was this time when everyone kind of respected the sitcom and i mean well really those were the channels you had it's not like yeah you didn't have By the way, you didn't have a choice. Yeah, you, you didn't had, have a choice. You, you, had, you had four channels, you know, you didn't have this, but we have today. Yeah, you know, there was no, oh, actually, I prefer premium cable shows versus this. It was, this is the TV. You know, when people got cable, we didn't get cable. My town didn't have it. We had this, something called WHT, which is really random and would show like one movie a night. But. <laughs> so what TV shows are you watching now? What's on your watch list? You know, are you someone when you're, you said you were on tour, when you're, you know, out promoting, do you like to watch a lot of things on the road? Do you like to take a step back? No, I, I watch on the road sometimes. I've just finished, um, I just made Got Current on The Boys, which I think is a masterpiece. So good. I love it. Love The Boys. It's just unbelievable. And when I come across people that haven't seen it and are delayed like me, I'm like, you don't understand. You don't have to even like um, superhero yeah. shit. You watch the show. The writing is so brilliant. And it's the social commentary is so brilliant. Um it's that's one of my favorites. Yeah, it, it was on my oh. must watch list of last year. The the past season I watched late, too. I was one of those people who was like, I'm not into superheroes. I don't really know comic book stuff. And I binged the like two seasons and was like, when do I get more? This is incredible. Yeah. Yeah. And all the acting is so great. I can't believe none of those people are, are nominated for awards. The, the performances in that show are incredible. Yeah, it's. uh Yeah. I love the bear, just like everybody. I thought the bear was awesome. Here's one that I, I that totally escaped me and probably most of your audience because it was under the radar, but it was really good, called Zero Zero Zero. Ooh. Was um and there's no spaces between the zeros when you're trying to search for it. Um, that's on Amazon Prime. Only 10 episodes, like a l- limited series, but I thought that was incredible. I haven't even heard of this. I know I hadn't either. It came out in two, two, 2020. Who's in it? Um uh Andrea Riseborough, who oh, was yeah. just nominated for an Oscar. Yeah. He's one of the stars, but but lots and lots and lots of um, unknown actors. And uh, it follows it follows a giant shipment of cocaine and how it makes its way from Mexico to Italy. And it's about the cartels and it's about the mafia and the shipping lanes and all the all the whole network of, of this. But 
everything of course goes off the rails and it's yeah. it's really really good. I mean this sounds incredible. If when a when a guest comes on and introduces a show I haven't heard of, that's that's big news. That doesn't happen often. So check that out. Oh, I love the other two. I'm so oh. glad the other two are back. Yes, the other two. <laughs> they just announced May. Uh the next season will be out. I'm so happy it got renewed. It's so so funny. And Molly Shannon's in yes. my film as well. So um I wanted to talk about that because I feel like Molly is having this wonderful renaissance. She's in the other two. I love that for you on Showtime and I was so happy to see her in your film what was it like working with molly i love her and interestingly enough the very first episode of scrubs i ever directed molly was the guest star oh wow and not only was she hilarious but her storyline called upon her to have a, a a very dramatic scene and so i remember that that many years ago being like whoa molly shannon's like a really good dramatic actress i didn't didn't know i just thought she was the legend from snl and so I had that I had that in my back pocket. And and when when Florence and I were casting this movie, we said, oh, my God, imagine if it's Molly Shannon playing your mom, because we needed you know, we wanted someone for some comedic relief in the movie, but also uh, who, who, who had dramatic chops. And she's incredible. Yeah, that's so cool. Anything else you're watching? Um, I'm trying to think. I've been watching a lot of those Murdoch uh, documentaries. On, uh, oh, yeah, that was fascinating to me. I was caught up in the trial like so many people. And then. Of course, both Netflix and HBO Max both yeah. have really well done documentaries. I watched both. Uh, Discovery Plus also has one. I watched all three. Um, I did feel the Netflix one was the best. Yes, and it also had the young people, so pivotal to the story. Yeah. Uh, I just found that, uh, you know, along with everyone, I was just riveted to that that case. Um, Dope Sick, I liked a lot. I um, loved Dope Sick. I had read the book. Um, I'm very rarely the guy who's like, I read the book and now I'm going to judge the series. But the series was incredible. And, and that's, um, you know, there's there's a bit of the opioid epidemic in my film. So I was, I initially read the book kind of as research. I loved, uh, I know everyone uh, says this, but I thought White Lotus, well, White Lotus 2 was just magic. I didn't want that to ever be yeah, over. Yeah, that was one of those shows where I'm like, uh, I, I feel like part of this was Mike White wanted a vacation, but it, they deserve it. They deserve this trip. He can't, he can't do wrong. He's he's a national treasure. And and I'm so sad that she's gone because I could have watched her uh, just do all the seasons. Right? I can't believe she's... I'm happy they're doing another one, but I'm like, what will it be with... Maybe she'll be like a force ghost from Star Wars and just uh, appear. <laughs> I feel like she could make that work. I think she'd make that work. I, obviously, we're not saying the name, listeners, because no spoilers on TV Club, but... If, oh. Sorry, sorry. Oh, no, no, you didn't say the name, so it works. It works. Then nobody knows who we're talking about, unless you watch and then you do. And I think that actress could definitely pull out, you know, ghost spirit traveling different worlds. I really like, and I really, I, I really like shrinking. I can say, I mean, I only directed one episode, so I can say, I, let's say 10% bias, <laughs> but I think... I think what Bill's doing with shrinking is amazing. I, I love it. Yeah, I I love, again, the intersection of grief. I feel like we haven't had something recently that looks at sadness at this level and this level of loss, particularly with someone who's young. Uh, I lost my dad when I was about the same age as the girl in the show uh, loses her mom. And it's it just captures it like like nothing I've never seen, ever seen. It's it's moving. It makes me cry. And then all of a sudden, you know. J Jason Siegel does something absolutely ridiculous, like vomit on a piano. And I'm like, this is the funniest show. Have you seen the finale? Not yet. Not yet. It comes out tonight. Uh, they gave me like screeners of the first three episodes. So now I'm watching in real time. Finale's the finale's I'm so excited. Uh, and as this airs, people I'm sure will already be just so excited about it. Uh, I'm so happy it got renewed. They're doing really cool things at Apple TV. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, it just got picked up for season two. I'm going to direct next season, so I'm stoked. Hey, well, there you go. That's a scoop, TV Club. Now we know. <laughs>
Oh, there's a scoop. <laughs> Little scoop. Uh, I want to thank you so much for joining me. This was so much fun. A Good Person is in select theaters now. It opens nationwide on March 31st. And also check out Fake Doctors, Real Friends with Zach and my good friend Donald Faison. Uh, go watch Alabama Jackson, which I worked on with him. So <laughs> Awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining me. My pleasure. Thank you. I want to thank my guest again, Zach Braff. And, you know, since I spoke with Zach, I have had a chance to finish drinking. You know, the finale aired. I loved it. I truly think this is one of my favorite ensembles of, of, of the year for a new show. It's it's up there. The, the chemistry they found between each other, even in the most random pairings of, of like, why are these two people hanging out? Every single pair works. It's such a good ensemble. Once they kind of broke past Jason Siegel, that's when the show really kind of clicked for me. So... Love shrinking. It's, you know, I've been talking about it. Homework. I'm going to tell you to watch Yellow Jackets in Secession. I'm going to tell you to watch Darcy and Stacy. The finale's coming. We're still going on 90 Day the Other Way. And I'm going to ask you to watch Seeking Brother Husband. It's finally here, y'all. Seeking Brother Husband premiered this last weekend. It's the reality show that is going to break the world. So get ready. And that's all I got for you for homework today. That's it. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Do me a favor. Tell your friends about TVISA. Tell them to listen to this episode. Go rate us. Give us five stars. We'll be back next week with another episode. TV I say with Ashley Ray another episode another episode TV I say with Ashley Ray is an earwolf production made by me Ashley Ray Harris it's engineered by Abby Aguilar and produced by Amelia Chapelo and our original theme song is by Rafia it means so much to me if you go rate, review, subscribe, follow TV I Say. Let us know what you think and tell your friends. Share with your golden girls. Tell your boys. If you love my TV recommendations, let everyone you know know. For special TV club members, join my Patreon. And you can also find my full archive ad-free episodes of TV I Say over on Stitcher Premium. Use promo code TV I Say, all one word, for a one-month free trial at stitcher.com premium. Whether you're making the same breakfast that you have every day or baking a cake for an extra special day, eggs are a staple in our diets. Eggland's best eggs are nutritionally superior to ordinary eggs, containing more vitamins and 25% less saturated fat. Not only are they better for you, but Eggland's best eggs taste better too. There's a reason that they're America's number one eggs. Visit egglandsbest.com for additional information and delicious recipes.